Hello. Welcome to Mind and Movement, the podcast, where we discuss mindful movement through dance and through life. On today's episode of the podcast, I have the amazing and wonderful Yisa Penarejo. I freaking love her. She is such a bright light of joy. And we talk about her as an artist in both dancing and acting. And I feel like it's just really cool to see someone who is doing both those things at the same time. So, yeah, hope you enjoy. A little bit of background about Yisa. She was born and raised in California, San Diego, and Yisa fell in love with dancing at four years old. Growing up, she trained in jazz, lyrical, ballet, tap, hip-hop, contemporary, tumbling, and danced competitively through high school. At the age of eight, dance provided her the opportunity in the entertainment industry, booking acting jobs for networks like Netflix, Lifetime, and The CW. Recently, she has joined Vessel, directed by Sura Yang, a new dance company based out of LA with the mission of using dance to best serve the community and the world. She also resides on the professional hip-hop team, Choreo Cookies. As always, thank you so much for listening, and let's get right into it. Hello, welcome to Mind and Movement, the podcast. This is Justine Wang, your host. And today we have the lovely and amazing Yisa Penarejo. Hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that works. Um, Let's start with your background in dancing and acting, since you're also an actress. Okay, so I started dancing when I was four years old. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a studio, so... Those styles that I trained in are jazz, lyrical, ballet, tap, contemporary, all the fun things. And then once I got older, I would say around 10 years old, my director saw an opening to audition for this dance agency, Block Talent Mm -hmm. Agency. And I think at this point of my like dance career, she thought like, hey, why not? Like go, this is like that little like push for you and continuing on. And so my mom was very fortunate enough, drove me to like LA, did the audition, and I was lucky enough to sign with them, which was so exciting. Yeah. And from there, I mostly did commercial um, print work or modeling work. Mm -hmm. And then. What does that mean? It's like, I'm trying to think of. So, like, Marshall's literally just standing there wearing clothes and doing it for like either little pamphlets that you'll get like in the mail or just um, those pictures that you see in stores. I see. So just any of those types of jobs and that type of work. Mm -hmm. And then once I started doing more commercial work, Mm -hmm. of course, at the time, since I was still a minor, I needed my mom there to be with me. Yeah. And she was talking to another mom that was there. And I think my mom just at the time was like, oh, like commercials, this is what acting is. And the mom was like, no, (laughs) this isn't acting. Let me tell you what acting is. And once she explained it to both my mom and I, I definitely, it piqued my interest. And I was able to find some classes here in San Diego to take. and For acting. Yes, for acting. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is very rare because they're, I mean, they're definitely theaters and studios that do provide that now, Mm. I feel like. But at the time, it was very hard to find acting classes based out of San Diego. Mm -hmm. And as I continued working, I was able to meet with an agency that would represent me in acting, doing commercial work, and also voiceover work. And... After that meeting, I signed with them, and the rest is history. (laughs) And the rest (laughs) is history. Yes, and the agent, the acting agent that I'm still with, or that I signed with Mm -hmm. at that agency, he's not at the agency that we first started at, um, but once he moved, we moved with him. Mm -hmm. And so he's been there through my whole journey, and I'm very fortunate for that. 
Yeah. So what are, just to explain to some of us, what are some of the works that you've done? Have mm. you done any voiceovers? Like, that sounds cool. No, I wish, you know, thinking about it, I would love to do some voiceover work because it's really fun to see yeah. what stories people are putting out and what characters they're creating. Mm -hmm. But some of the work that I've done, a lot of it's uh, more for a kid's demographic. Just because I started off so young. Mm -hmm. So my first film was for American Girl, like the dolls. McKenna shoots for the stars. Um, I'm mainly known for Project MC Squared, which is a kid's Netflix original series. I also appeared on Richie Rich, which is another kid's Netflix original series. There's a YouTube channel called Brat, which was recently created, I think, in the past like few years. Uh, just because they incorporated more of like influencers and like people that are on Instagram or TikTok to create content like that. Mm -hmm. I was able to do a small YouTube series for them. I, what else? I'm trying to think. Oh, last year I did a Hallmark movie, which was, or no, not Hallmark. I'm sorry. Wrong company. Lifetime. <laughs> Lifetime movie. That was really fun. It was just a smaller role. And then, my most recent project is my recurring role on the CW show, mm -hmm. Star Girl. Mm -hmm. so and you're yeah. a superhero. <laughs> yes, I am a superhero. Love that. Mm -hmm. That is a <laughs> lot on the acting side. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then yes. the dancing part. Mm, okay. Okay. So backtracking, I did a lot of studio stuff. So that's just a lot of competing at um, competitions like showstoppers spotlight starbound and then as i was getting older i dipped my toes into high school dance team land and that was really exciting for me because there were still like that technical aspect um, incorporated into our routines but also usually high school dance teams it's a time of understanding what leadership looks like and how to work with other people and that was really fun to interact with different teammates as each year of high school went by. Mm -hmm. And also getting ready for like halftime like routines or uh, putting on showcases for our high school. I think that's really just exciting during mm -hmm. that time. And as I was doing that, I've also taken like community hip hop classes throughout the years just because once I signed with my dance agency since I was so technically trained I didn't know how to do hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> I looked like a stick going into anything hip-hop related so that training of course came from taking class at like culture shock studio effects here in San Diego right when studio 429 was open I took a lot of classes there so that was like I got the little glimpse of like community within my life but was never so prominent uh-huh um, but then after high school, I decided to do more community classes and just be more involved just because I was looking for that community yeah. <laughs> uh, to go to or like kind of my like next dance home. Mm -hmm. And within that, I was fortunate enough to ask to train for cookies and now I'm on the team. Come on now. <laughs> It, which is my first, I would say, like adult like mm. hip hop team or hip hop team in community, mm -hmm. which I'm very fortunate to be on just because I've always looked up to Choreo Cookies right. and to talk to people that I grew up dancing with, but also meeting such amazing and talented people while mm -hmm. being there has been such a fun ride. So, yeah. Um, I have many questions. Yes. But I don't yes. know how to ask all of them. <laughs> it's okay. We'll go through them. Um, so in the acting, I would say that's like what? Like more industry, mm -hmm. quote unquote. What's the difference between like the industry side and then like the community side of it? You know, because you it sounds like you wanted to be part of like a community Mm -hmm. you know like oh, what was what was causing that like desire yes yeah I think there's nothing wrong with this entertainment industry I feel like this it's kind of it happens where you know once 
you're put in front of the camera, of course, like, and you use social media as like part of your brand or business, like, of course, people are going to look at you. And um, I think that's something that I've been trying to navigate is like finding that balance of, you know, yes, this is a platform for people to find me and see what I do for mm-hmm. like work and also, or just like my career, but also get a glimpse of this is who I am as a human. And to be quite honest, I've never, I have very few friends now in the entertainment industry that I'm really close with. I felt like being a part of a community like in SD felt very grounding for me and kind of kept me level-headed in the times that I would get, or I would hit a bump or an obstacle within the entertainment industry. Whoa, I'm getting tongue-tied where, you know, having to deal with like, I don't want to say that people are so like narcissistic or so like (laughs) egocentric, um, but no, navigating uh, through building relationships with people that may not be the best relationships for me in this time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just curious because, you know, you seem not what I would have expected. Like, I guess someone who works in the industry to be like. Um, And I think that there is such, because you're so like focused on like the community aspect Um, for you, what makes a community that you want to be a part of? Wow, that's such a great question. Thank you. (laughs) What a winning question. Mm. Man. I don't have like a definite like answer that's going to be like, this is what it is written on paper and that's what I want it to be. Right. Super concrete. But Mm -hmm. I think, hmm, Justine, you got me with this one. <laughs> Let me tell you, you got me. Um, I think understanding that we're part of something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the idea of different people coming together with all different like walks of life, knowing that we all have something to offer to each other and that we're all valuable in that way and to create something so special that it not only makes an impact on our own circle, but on so many other people. So I think that's like off the top of my head, that would be my answer for that question. Yeah. Um, let me, let me see if I remember that. Um, being connected to something bigger than ourselves, Yes. showing up and realizing that we all have something to offer Yes. and then bigger impact than just our small circle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel? I, I guess this is like, just to like elaborate, what do you feel like that something bigger is? Like what, like, is it like other people? Is it like purpose? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? You know how in SpongeBob where he's like imagination. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of it purpose. <laughs> <laughs> right purpose yes. meaning you know like what is that something bigger for you mm. honestly I feel like it's both of those things um, and I in terms of more people it doesn't have to be necessarily like having a bigger number you know in terms of like community uh-huh. you can be small or big whatever it may be like but I guess like it's a, just finding those like special gems in people mm-hmm. to like bring up to the surface and I guess, like, yeah, that purpose, mm-hmm. what our purpose is or collectively what, you know, what do we want to do or mm-hmm. what footprint do we want to leave on this earth mm-hmm. or in this lifetime? Mm-hmm. And because you brought that up, <laughs> what is that footprint? No! <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think, honestly, I'm trying to figure that out for myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Do you feel like you have to know to be connected to that purpose? I don't think so. Mm. I feel like you don't have to necessarily know exactly what you're going towards to like achieve what you want. I think, cause also too, like as we walk through life, I definitely believe like as we're going towards our goals, there's going to be those moments where it's like, Oh, 
Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that would happen. And you would have to adjust and figure out how can I adapt to this part of my life right now and how do I keep moving forward and going towards what I want. Um, so, yeah, I don't think you necessarily need to know. I feel like you kind of like build on that purpose and you have ideas that you really like. And then I feel like the there are other things that pop up as you're on that journey. Mm. <clears throat> I See, I understand that. Just trying to figure this out for myself. Yes. Um, if you don't know, and you know, like not knowing is such a uncomfortable feeling. Um, like, how do you keep going? <laughs> <laughs> how do you keep going? I'm having yeah. an existential crisis, but yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the idea of being comfortable with the unknown is so scary because I feel like too I was just listening to this podcast where it talked about perfectionism Mm -hmm. and how for us knowing that we have control over something that we know that this whatever like specific situation circumstance or however wherever this is like that's what it's going to be Mm -hmm. that that eases us but trying to control things that we necessarily don't have power of mm-hmm. makes things a little bit more rockier, a little bit, I don't want to say messy. That's not the word, but it's just not as easy to go through. Yeah. And I think that process too of being comfortable with something that's already uncomfortable is everyone's own journey. Mm-hmm. Like I can even say for myself, Of course, I'm still going through that, but I feel like recently I've had, like, a little, like, release of, like, certain, like, ideas or things that I want to try and control. And I think with that release, I've been able to go on about my days with not as much stress and anxiety about, okay, I need to do this. This is how I have to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not at the point that I want to be right now. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like just to, like taking a step back and being like, okay, well, those things like as long as you know I'm working on what I want to work on and letting time do its thing, it'll all eventually bloom. Can you give a specific example of like you know you let go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, how'd you do that? What was it? You know? <laughs> I wish I had like a booklet and been yeah. like, here are my answers. <laughs> you can go ahead and copy. <laughs> but I would say the past month or two, like working on taking care of myself has been one of those experiences where I think there are definitely, I would catch myself in spirals of like thinking patterns that I necessarily didn't want to have in my life. And I was able to have control of that. But I think external situations that were happening around me Mm -hmm. where I didn't expect the outcome to be what it is now, just being like, well, what could I, like, what could have I done? Like, maybe if I did this, then it'll change that person's mind. Or maybe if I did that, then. It'll get me a little bit closer, but not as close as I want to be in terms of that outcome. But it's like, well, if I tried, I'm just putting a lot of my energy into things that are going to be a lot harder for me and not do me any better. Mm -hmm. Um, So having to just be like, okay, that's what happened. Um, I'm very much like the universe will take care of any, like everything, you know, like everything falls into place and will happen for a reason. Um, Now this happened. What did I take away from it? Like, what can I learn from it? And being like, okay, just settling that down and being like, well, my main priority is myself and I need to focus on myself right now. So what do I need to do? And going into that whole thing. So that's, yeah. Mm. (laughs) Sounds like a constant process. (laughs) Yes, for it every really different is. situation. Yes, it really is. Kind of hate that. <laughs> I know it's not fun, honestly. But I feel like the reward of it or the outcome of everything is so rewarding. There we go. That's the word or wording I was looking for. Yeah. 
You can find more about Yisa on Instagram at Y-S-A-P-E-N-A-R-E-J-O and more about the podcast at mind.in.movement or at justine.wang underscore. Let's get back to the show. Okay, I'm sorry. That was a fat tangent. It's okay. Uh, we'll go back to uh, um, the acting <laughs> and dancing now. But it's totally fine. Thank you for sharing. So I talked about like, you know, there's like some differences between the industry and community. Um, but what would you say like some similarities or differences of acting and dancing are? Mm. Some very long question. <laughs> it's okay. I would say similarly, like, of course, they're both forms of art. Um, but they're just expressed differently. And I think that's why I love dancing and acting. They both like counteract each other in a way. Mm. Cause with dancing, of course, a lot of our expression is through our movement, but I think what I've been able to do in terms of my movement and grow is in that emotional aspect, because in acting, you're basically as the actor, actress, you're bringing these characters to life. Right. And you're doing your best to bring these scenarios to life and make them as realistic as possible. So that when you watch it, it almost looks like you're observing someone's life. Like if you're in a scene with two people, you're there watching, but they don't see you. Right. And understanding what different feelings feel in my body and how I would react to different people or like how I would react to different things that people said has made me super aware of how I want to tell a story within my movement because of course like I'm not going to be dancing and then I'm like I am angry right now (laughs) I am so happy can you see it you know what I mean um so to really feel that in different extremes I think has been really awesome to learn so I think again similarly that's how like um, they're just different forms of art. And then the difference is, of course, dance is just physically like demanding. It's all body. You don't really talk in a scene unless someone, you know, mm-hmm. wants to do that and express themselves and that's totally open to them. But yeah, so that's just mainly movement, acting, your basically trying to make things look as natural as possible and really feel what this character on paper is. Mm. Um, Trying to think what else. So acting is bringing a character to life. And then what is dancing? Sorry, just to clarify. Mm. I wouldn't say like, because I would say both dancing and acting can bring characters to life. Okay. Um, But I think it's just express differently okay mm-hmm. explain the the dance part one more time <laughs> uh the main difference is just it like if we put it in that character aspect like we're bringing a character to life without using words or dialogue mm. a lot of it would just come from like the expressions that we have on our face how we present ourselves in our movement you know like shoulders back, hunched over, having a different level in our movement, the way that like we may sway or walk, stuff like that. So do you feel like like dancing helps your acting and acting helps your dancing? Yes. Mm-hmm. How so? <laughs> uh, tapping back into the expression, acting helps with my dancing in a way of understanding my feelings more and how to make it more human-like. Um, mm. I think, not to say that anyone who does this is bad, like, sometimes you can watch dancing and you're like, oh, like, they're really sad. And you're like, like, some people, yeah, like, they just start crying out of nowhere, right? But, like, to be like, oh, like, I wish everyone could see my face right now. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just have such a visible, like, oh, she's sad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very performance-based, but to, mm-hmm. you know, you, someone can be standing there and, like, the smallest difference of eye contact or where your face is, like, positioned, mm-hmm. you know, when you're having a conversation with someone, like, that does 
for me at least, like I do those things when I, you know, don't feel good or something of that sort. So finding it or finding the humanness within the movement really helps. And then I think in terms of dancing with acting, which I, this is something that I recently experienced is like when you do a lot of like stunt choreography or even when you're in front of a camera like it's very technical like how you face your body you can't Mm. or how you face your body um where how like much you're leaning to a certain side you can be blocking someone's light so you may need to like step out a little bit more you know they be they might be talking right in front of you but you may need to look somewhere different Mm. just for that other camera that's recording I think body awareness was such like a big thing that helped me understand that. And then with stunts, it's like, it's choreography. So, you know, the stunt coordinator on Stargirl was like, here, like, this is what it is. And he's like, okay, like you got the movement. Let's just make sure that, you know, you look like you're fighting or it looks like, you know, you're in this. Sorry, I just have an image scene. right now that's like, you're going to do a two-step here. <laughs> and a grapevine and you're- dip. <laughs> That's, that's like what I'm thinking right, about right, right. <laughs> that's so funny, but yeah, that's how I see those two things mm. counteracting. That's cool. Sorry, that's just that's just so cool because I don't know. I just don't know a lot of like act, you know, people who do acting and dancing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, you kind of talked about this, but I, I kind of like, I'm so interested. Like, what makes someone seem like? I think it's both acting and dancing. Like mm-hmm. they're trying too hard, mm-hmm. you know, because you were like, you couldn't see the face earlier, but she was basically like frowning really hard. <laughs> um, and that is like a little bit more like unnatural. Yeah. Um, how do you gain that naturalness, I guess, in, in both acting and dancing? Yeah. That's like a question I've always asked myself or have been like working on through dance, especially Mm. um, because, yeah, it's like, how do I find this emotion and make it look as natural as possible? Like this is someone else feeling the same thing. Um, And I think with acting, it's I really had to tap into like my own like emotional awareness and understanding what different feelings feel like in my body and almost picturing myself. Or looking back at different situations like, well, there's that one time where I was really sad, but I know I wasn't physically like emoting it. I know it was very internal. So how did I like react in that? Mm -hmm. Oh, like, you know, I didn't really want to hang out with people. And it's like, I almost had this like schlumped feel to me. I didn't like... I just felt so numb. Sorry, this sounds so morbid. No, but like, okay. I I felt so numb in that time, you know? And like harnessing what those reactions were mm. and just applying it in different outlets has helped me understand more of what that naturalness is. Mm. And acting especially because, you know, you can't just... you're in front of a camera yeah and you're actually like applying these emotions to a script that was already written out for you and you know what the beauty of acting is like on different projects like sometimes they want to try it differently you don't always feel the same way about certain things you know like I've had experiences where like I've had a what was it there was one scene in Stargirl in the second season where you know I was just like emotionally heightened and they wanted me to try it first where I was like angry Mm. and like I don't know what to do like coming from a place of that so I had to like pull from my own experiences to be like well am I like it's not necessarily like I'm mad at like the situation but I'm just like frustrated because I'm getting to a point that I can't do anything else how does that feel for me you know like looking back like what did I do and like did I like raise my voice? Did I like start like using my body to like explain how I'm feeling? And then also having to switch and be like, well, now you're more sad and just more devastated. Well, how does that feel for me? You know, like things like that. I think it's pushed me to just tap into my emotions more often 
Do you um, do you feel that when you're acting, like the emotions that you're trying to convey? Yes. Mm, Yeah, I've like there is like a couple of times in different projects where I've just had to be so vulnerable. Like even like something as simple as like in the YouTube series, Brat. Like I just had one small scene where I just had to like pretend that like. I was like crying over like my brother and of course they like, you know, they helped me put some tears. I'm still working on my crying skills. <laughs> Those are very hard. Still working on them. But like eventually as the scene was going on, like I did cry and having to do it a couple times, like afterwards, I was just so like, you know how after you're, you get done crying, you're just like your head hurts. You feel so drained. Yeah. I just felt like that for the rest of the work day. And I had to just like, in the times that I had a break, I just had to be like, yo, like I need to go sit in the car. I need to sit in my trailer. Like just give me a little bit because that is so much. Yeah, that so. is impressive. Number one. <laughs> Thank you. And then the second thing is like, I feel like that just, I think I'm surprised because like, I never think of acting as like, being vulnerable really yeah how so like or because like i don't know like acting as a profession like i just i guess i just thought people just like emoted on their face without the feeling Mm -hmm. and then in terms of like how we talk like on a day-to-day about like acting right like people are acting when they're not being vulnerable right so when you said that I was like, whoa, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) there was like a word shift or like a, you know, like mental frame shift of like, oh, that profession does ask for vulnerability. It does. That's wild. Yeah. And you'll see it too. The first like movie that I think of is Marriage Story. Um, It's with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. And it just follows this couple in their journey of being together, like starting a family and then having to go through a divorce. Um, I personally liked it because it just, it was a great story and they are so wonderful. But looking back now, like you could imagine like, it's not easy to feel an experience like that only if you're just like emoting it on your face, you know what I mean? And to have to tap into a space too where maybe like, I don't know if they've experienced getting through a divorce, but you know, if they had to do the research of like, well, what are those emotions? How would I feel if like I was going through this, but I, like there was a lot of miscommunication. If there were different things, what are we going to do for a kid? Like having to put yourself in those shoes and imagine it for yourself. I think that's where a lot of that comes out. Mm. So it, it would it would be really hard to be like, well, I might like look sad on the like outside, but I'm like happy on the inside. But then like since those things don't match, it just it won't play on camera. Like you yeah. can tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when you see someone and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm fine, but you're like, No, I know you're not fine. So that is so <laughs> I just have to think about that for yes, a second. Yes. It's like yeah, I never thought about it that way, where it's like, if the actor or actress isn't really feeling it, like, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, tangent, but yes. you can kind of see that on a dancer, you know, when they're right. not feeling the music, it's like, I don't see it. Yeah, it really makes a difference, you know? Like, you can definitely see when, like, it's on, like the song is carrying their movement. And they're just dancing to the song. But then you can also see it too where it's almost like you see that layer of like just movement on top of the music. Yeah. And it's just kind of there. So it doesn't necessarily. 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 (laughs) Necessarily mesh together. (laughs) Mm. Um, You know how like people talk about like the flow state when it comes to dancing? The flow state? Yeah. What's the flow state? Oh, okay. It's like... (laughs) Um, when people are like, oh, you're just so in it, you know? And it's like, I don't know if you've experienced this, so let me know. But it's like, you're just so, like, 
in the song or in the movement mm, that mm. you're just not like if you have if you ask me like oh what did you do just now you'd be like, like I, I don't, don't know yeah i don't fucking know um like that happens with dancing mm, right mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, happens with dancing yes. that also happens to athletes when they're playing a game like if you ask them like what moves they made they have no idea oh oh okay yes yeah I see, so I this see. is like the flow state mm-hmm. um is there like that for acting when mm. have you experienced this at all at like dancing acting and then two yeah you know just start from there <laughs> <laughs> uh with da- uh, dance yes most definitely mm. Um, acting, I've had very few moments, mm. uh, where it just kind of happens. And I think, yeah, I feel like it just like the scene happens. And then I look back at it and I'm like, Oh, it really just happened. <laughs> like it, cause it's weird to the idea of it, especially in acting because of course, like, Oh, I'm thinking about my lines, what I have to say, how I need to face what like directions yeah. I need to take. But then at times where, like, I'll get so into it. Oh, there was one time I did a scene for Project MC Squared. And it was a scene between me and my TV dad. Mm-hmm. And the story was, like, my character was just going through the experience of her dad finally dating again. And at the time, I was still processing through my parents getting divorced. So, like, of course, those thoughts have passed my mind. And my TV dad, he was so wonderful, mm-hmm. so great. And I think I wasn't even supposed to, like, tear up or anything, but I got so teary-eyed in that scene because I just felt like that was just a moment for myself that I I know I would probably live out. And then it was also very meaningful, too, because the director at the time he's a single dad as well, or he is experiencing, you know, dating while having kids and still being involved in their lives. And I remember one take, I like looked at him cause I was like, Oh, like, is he going to give me any directions or whatnot? And he was crying. Oh, so, so sweet. So yes, I've experienced that feeling in both dancing and acting. Um, because you had experiences like that. Like, do you think they're like acting also helps you like, process life yes mm-hmm. yes I think so I think I'm always like I'm I've just been so intrigued about like people's like what like life and what people do just because everyone is so different and experience things different mm-hmm. but to put myself in someone else's shoes and live a different life almost and experience things that maybe I know I might come down or come to down the line or also just knowing too that people experience this is it's comforting in a sense and it's very eye-opening too and I think it has deepened like my empathy for so many people around me Mm. I'm just like so like intrigued by this like acting (laughs) stuff because I just you know I thought it was just like camera lights (laughs) start you know right um How much of yourself do you feel like you're your characters? Mm, I That's very hard. I feel like it varies between the character. Because mm. I think most of the time, I'll just pull from experiences that I've had. So not necessarily like me like as a person. Like this is a personality trait and I want to add that to a character. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, it's been mainly like pulling experiences and again talking like about how I feel and incorporating that. But I do have times though where I see some similar like qualities in that character in their own story where I'm like, oh, yes, like <sighs> I can relate to her and I can feel that out with them in this moment. So cool. It's <laughs> just so cool. I that's so cool. That is so cool. Um yeah, it's it's cool to hear about these things because it's just like a world that I have no idea what it's like. Um 
Okay. I just want to ask because I still see it. Like, you know, you're, you seem really comfortable and confident when you're dancing. Mm -hmm. How? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am still very uncomfortable. It does not look like that. (laughs) It does not look like that. Oh, man. Honestly, I really don't know. I think in terms of a class space, I've come to a point where I've been embracing this idea more and more each time that I hop into a class that like this is a training space for me and you know as long as I'm putting in the work that I would expect myself to do and I know I can leave there learning something Mm -hmm. then I'm set and that if I flub I flub like we're all human it happens so many times um but I think being that's like just being comfortable in the class space. But I think in terms of confidence, like as time has gone by, I think training in different styles and also I wouldn't say techniques, but exploring ideas that really make me tap into emotions and how my body moves, what certain textures look like has really like opened my mind to that and knowing what like I can do and what I can bring into a space, whether I'm a student or a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, because you said, you know, we're all human and we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, it's easy to say. <laughs> yes. Um, and then it's hard to practice. But mm-hmm. um, going back to the first thing we talked about, yes. how much would you say that you're a perfectionist? Very much so. Mm. But not in dancing? Yes and no. Mm. I it like I feel like it comes out and then also like sometimes it doesn't. I think it depends on what I'm doing. If it's something that's more just like free flow, abstract, there really shouldn't be any structure, then that that's totally fine. Mm. But I think the perfectionism comes out in me where like cleaning. Mm-hmm. And I think this comes also from just growing up in like a studio space and a high school dance team space. I would say, especially the high school dance team space, it's like yeah, every little detail mm-hmm. counts so much. And I'm that... <laughs> I was going to curse on here. No, I was, no go ahead. <laughs> I curse. It's fine. I was that bitch that would just be like, no, like your arm's not in a high V when literally it like is just off by the slightest. And you couldn't even tell if you were like in the bleachers. I hated people like that. But <laughs> I know, well, I'm so sorry. I was definitely that person. And I would have like super like push to be like, no, this isn't clean. It needs to be clean. I think that's where it comes out. Um, so anything with structure, having to deal with structure, even in like workspaces, like scheduling and like getting everything together I get a little like flustered if it feels like it's not put together Mm. or if it feels like there's something off about it where I'm like "Mm, but then it's gonna like affect everything else and then we're not gonna be able to get everything that we need to get done Mm -hmm. I'm like I don't have control of it I can't do anything (laughs) yeah so (laughs) I get that though Yeah. yeah letting it go sometimes is freeing for sure but sometimes i'm like where do i pick that up yes yes exactly um okay the second thing is because you said it again sorry (laughs) i just love to pick apart people's words i love it um (laughs) what do you bring as a student and teacher whoa What a question. You and these questions, Justine. <laughs> Thank you. I need to take some notes because I I love asking questions. So, okay. What do I bring as a teacher and student? Yeah. You can answer in whichever order. It's two questions. <laughs> Just uh, I'll start with a student. I feel that I'm very open-minded to whatever space I come into because we all learn so differently. We come from different backgrounds. You know, our, my experience to whoever's teaching or mentoring 
will always be different. And again, like I said, I love, even if it's something so small, like I know I'm going to take something away from this and I'll be able to apply it to my life and it, it will be great. So I guess being open-minded in that sense. Love that. Uh, in terms of a teacher, hmm, I would say in terms of like dad's experience, I think being able to train in different styles um, has helped me teach whatever style of choreography I'm doing mm. um, and also helping promote like body awareness in that sense too. Because at least in like the community space or the SD community space, we don't have too many people. We have very few people that have trained technically like that. Mm. But to even have classes that, you know, can teach contemporary or ballet or jazz, it's very limited. And I would, like, for me personally, I feel like if I didn't have that training, I don't think I would be the dancer that I am now, mm. even when it comes to hip-hop or popping, whatever, all of those styles under that umbrella. Like, I I wouldn't have gained the body awareness that I had. Mm. So I think in that aspect, like, bringing that experience to students, but I think also to, and this is something that I want to personally work more as a teacher or mentor, is, like, what that idea of community is and, you know, coming together mm -hmm. looks like. Because with the high school dance team land, mm -hmm. after high school, I've been able to work with a company that specializes specializes in summer camps. And part of our um, camps, like other than like giving them like four routines to take back to their high school, mm -hmm. um, we do a lot of team bonding exercises and, you know, helping these kids understand that like, you know, this is this year, this time, the space that you're in with each other, this is the only time that you're going to be here with each other and to really embrace it and to know that you have each other throughout the season because there are going to be a lot of like bumps and obstacles and to really like lean on each other. And I think that inspired me a lot to understand what that is for me and how I can encourage other people to do the same. Mm -hmm. Last question. Yes. Um, because this is something I constantly think about, too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of people come and take classes at studios to find a sense of community. Mm. Um, and I know you mentioned, like, this happens in a summer camp. But what would you do as a teacher of a studio to create, like, a sense of community mm. for those students? Mm. I think at least recently at like Studio Effects, mm -hmm. you know, like introducing myself more, you know, talking to different people that come in because I feel like with any studio that you regularly train at, you can tell when, oh, they're a familiar face. Oh, I've never seen them before. Mm -hmm. Who is that? Because um, for me, <laughs> when I first started like taking classes, I was definitely like, there are a few people that I hang out and talk to now where... I didn't even introduce myself of three months knowing them because mm -hmm. I was just so nervous, which yeah. is totally valid yeah. and like so like understandable. Same. But <laughs> but to just like introduce myself, you know, and be like, hey, like, so glad you're here. Like creating at least that little bit of space to be like, you know, I'm I usually come by. I try to come by and take class, but, you know, I'm here. Hopefully I can see you again. Mm -hmm. And. Everyone else here is so great. I hope you get to meet them more. Oh, love that. Um, and then when it comes to teaching, it's really hard, at least with an hour, yeah. because at Studio Effects, when, like, whenever I teach there, it's, you know, we want to get that choreography in, but also give them time to dance. But I try to, at least in groups, let's say, remind them, you know, like, we're all in the same boat of just learning. And and taking this piece that, like, I gave y'all and making it our own and pushing ourselves in different ways or whatever we want to in that class. 
So, you know, be open to that, be open to messing up, but also like support those around you. Yeah. Um, Cause we're all this <laughs> together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's like my little bit that I would try to get in there, but I wish I had more time to create more of a safe space. Yeah. So it's hard to do in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. When you're focusing on like literally everything at like, the same time. Oh, I have right? to teach like eight, eight counts yeah. of choreography in 40 minutes. Okay. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, okay. Rapid fire questions. Oh, man. And then we're done. Ah. <laughs> um, what is a song that you've been feeling? Mm. 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 So many songs. Uh, Sunbathed by Taney. Uh, it features Miguel. And it mm. just, every time I listen to it, it instantly makes me happy. Sing it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Santa. <laughs> That's all you're going to get from me today. <laughs> That's okay. That was, that was on point. Uh, what is a most recent show that you've watched and enjoyed? Ooh, I just finished the third season of You on Netflix. Can't watch that. It's so <laughs> scary. Are you like... Do you not like watching like gory stuff? Mm -mm. Yeah, it's very gory. Mm -mm, no. <laughs> um, I barely got through Squid Game. Um, I was gonna say a lot of people said it was gory. It was, yeah, it was. Have you seen it? No. <gasps> you should watch. I it. need to watch. It's it, so good. Okay. Um, something in the future that you're currently excited about? Oh, um, getting to see what my friends are doing. I, I'm, I've been so appreciative of all the friends that I have because they're all so talented. I love that. That's such a you answer. Like after this, that's such a you answer. Um, something that you appreciate about yourself. Mm. My kindness and my resilience. Yes. Mm -hmm. Love to hear it. Um, a quote or affirmation that really resonates with you. Mm. Oh my gosh! Wait, I have to bring this quote up. I wrote okay. it down in my notes. Okay. So. I heard this on a podcast. It's by Howard Thurman. It says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who come alive. Oh. And. <laughs> <laughs> and mic drop. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely love Visa and her energy and i think that was just a really fun conversation and i learned so much about acting and i just really appreciate her positive mentality when it comes to her journey and dancing and acting so thank you so much for sharing that with me and again thank you so much for listening my upload schedule is kind of a mess right now, but I'm hoping to become more consistent so that I will be able to upload at least bi-weekly. So stay tuned for the next episode and thank you.